0: This is episode 54 of 101 Things I Wish My Dad Taught Me. Are You Making Yourself Sick? Brought to You by the Fourth Law of the Universe. Vibration. Fourth Law of the Universe has many different disguises. We acknowledge that everything vibrates and that the vibration of the thing determines its form. This is also recognized in the form of rhythm. Anything that vibrates vibrates to a rhythm. This we call in emotional language harmony. When you walk into the offices of a business you can detect its vibration, or rhythm and you feel it as the degree of harmony that exists. A huge expense is gone to to make sure that reception areas of hotels are spectacular in order to generate a feeling of harmony. Parks and gardens are manicured to perfection to generate another format of hotel reception and give us that feeling of harmony. Vibrations determine the degree of harmony. Some music is deliberately not harmonic. Sometimes, such as in punk rock, there is a deliberate and conscious effort to be asynchronous. The objective is to disrupt the mind and body and make that a euphoric experience. And so we can see that this fourth law of nature plays into all aspects of life. I recently received a new Apple product. The rap and boxing and feel of this product before you even take it out of the box is spectacular. The intent again like a hotel reception is to give you a feeling of harmony. And just like music how many does not always mean the same musical note. You can have harmony between black and white, blue and green, wood and brick, tall and short, natural and metallic. In ancient Greece disharmony was referred to as symmetry, proportion, and order. I think that is as close as we will ever get to understanding the mechanics and mathematics of beauty. And therefore in this apple packaging, there is a mathematical formula gone into the shaping of the box, the feel of the packaging, the colors and the shapes. I'd strongly suggest that it is a balance of symmetry proportion and order. The application of harmony to our environment is critical. In a forest there is an abundance of symmetry, proportion and order. Even in a virgin forest that is very overgrown, it does not take long for the eye to see symmetry proportion and order and therefore feel a sense of harmony. This can also be experienced in the wild ocean. Wave height, the white foam crests, and the atmosphere all come together to create this automatic symmetry proportion and order. Indigenous people recognize this probably not with mathematics but certainly with the feel of harmony that comes with that balance of symmetry proportion and order. In the Himalayas the monasteries are built in very special places in valleys on mountaintops and the choice of where those ministries are put is absolutely based on a sense of intrinsic harmony in the landscape. So we have recognized so far in this conversation that symmetry proportion and order dictate how we feel in environments, offices, homes, products, environments indoors and environments outdoors. Symmetry, proportion, and order also play a huge role in what we have to find as beauty in human appearance. If you look to the spacing of the eyes and the location of the mouth in a person who is considered to be a spectacular beauty in the world you will see this mathematics. So without a calculator or any other measurements such as a tape measure, our eyes do perceive beauty and harmony and actually search for it, we recognize it instantaneously. And so we could say this is one of the many untold stories of being you. Your life is looking for symmetry, proportion, and order in both visual and mental levels. So let's now go to the role of inner wealth, your inner wealth, in this quest for harmony and beauty. Symmetry proportion and order is also a thought process. There are so many thought processes that you can adhere to but the ones that stand the test of time are the thought process that causes symmetry proportion and order in your mind. Let's examine each one of those. Symmetry According to the internet which is always right, symmetry means, the quality of being made up of exactly similar parts facing each other or around an axis. Examining this in the language that you know all too well. The central axis of your sinking can be your life purpose. Around that axis are seven goals, seven visions, and the distribution of those goals and visions in the vertical plan is determined by your values. If you lived in the countryside and relied on your hands and the earth to survive, this purpose, vision, goals, values would be automatically authentic. You would not have the need to compete on an emotional scale with other people or try to be anybody that you are not that would not achieve anything if you are working with your hands in the earth and the day starts in the morning when the sun comes up and finishes at night when the sun goes down. But, but we have confusion. We have confusion because we have businesses that expect us to be somebody else, we have relationships that expect us to be somebody else, we have personal judgments of ourselves that reflect on others that cause us to want to be somebody else. So you can see the root cause of disharmony in the human mind and the human heart is the appetite to want to be somebody else. With that appetite comes confusion between our own values, our own vision, and ignorance of our purpose, and therefore the loss of all symmetry. When we lose symmetry of thought, we become what is commonly called ugly. Not visually ugly, but our thought processes become ugly. Ugly thought processes are terrible because they are the foundation of disharmony and the most important piece of real estate on the planet the top of your head. When the top of your head becomes ugly, you feel it and you try to escape those ugly thoughts by going for a run or drinking a glass of wine or changing your job. But unfortunately the thing about disharmony in your mind is that he travels with you wherever you go. I often describe the experience of climbing a mountain in Nepal to find the viewpoint of beauty. What I discovered is that the disharmony I had at the bottom was still with me at the top. I am me bottom of the mountain and top of the mountain. So the first and most important step in creating personal harmony is the alignment of some sense of symmetry in your thought process. In traditional language this was called a totem pole central core around which all of the aspects of your life could focus. Many people have tried religions and different philosophies to cause this central focus, for some it worked but foremost it turns out to be a dedication to work. Not necessarily the work we do to earn money but work we do to add meaning and value to our existence. The earning of an income from work we do to add value and meaning to our existence is a luxury that we design and create eventually, but at the first recognition of the need for this totem, A purpose greater than ourselves can be woven into the fabric of all aspects of our life and therefore become this totem. The one thing that I find critical in the determination of symmetry within the human mind is the recognition that all seven areas are really important to us. All seven areas will compete with each other for priority. All seven areas have secondary players involved who will demand that their specific area become your priority and you will need to have some degree of control over your priorities in order to manage this incredibly complex seven dimensions, 14 different objectives list of what you do on a daily basis. Now this for some people sounds like an incredible claustrophobic control over their free will and therefore they reject the idea of goal setting and creating mental symmetry. That sort of existence always leads to calamities, disasters and humbling circumstances. So in that way, by deliberately not creating mental symmetry, an individual can really make themselves very sick. Proportion In the Greek mythology of beauty proportion was defined by Pythagoras as an isosceles triangle. If you look at all of the ancient Greek buildings they are all designed using the isosceles triangle. This triangle gives an incredible insight into the way the human mind thinks. The pyramid principle of thinking has been recognized by psychologists and presenters of PowerPoint presentations. The pyramid principle uses two isosceles triangle side by side to create the Egyptian pyramid format. But Pythagoras was not the first one to build structure and proportion using the isosceles triangle. The Egyptian pyramids and most of the ancient structures we know were built in this way. When Buckminster Fuller discovered the geodesic dome he did so using the isosceles triangle and found the smallest shape possible and therefore hypothesized the size of a photon and quasar and shape of that. Whenever we are talking about Greek mythology beauty proportion and an order we are talking about the isosceles triangle and the shapes that it constructs. Underline this beauty, The definition of an isosceles triangle, is the time-space continuum. Portion is always relative. If we say something is huge or something is taking a long time it is always relative. Although we don't understand this relativity in our daily thinking everything that we speak of is in some form of proportion relative to something else. Time and space therefore dictate the portion aspect of the beauty of the human mind. In the Himalayas of Nepal on a mountaintop not far from Everest there is a five-star hotel that has been built using marble that came from Italy and was carried up all the way to create this incredible hotel. The deal that was struck by the Japanese owner and the local community included employment, resource allocation and development of the hydroelectric power system that supplies the hotel. There is no way that this investment could be recouped by the number of people who can stay at the hotel. Each room of the hotel has oxygen supplied so that people can be at the hotel without acclimatization. The name of this hotel is the Everest View Hotel and the viewpoint from the balcony at the front and the restaurant is Mount Everest right up the Kung Fu Valley. There is a small plaque inside the hotel describing the vision of the owner, a Japanese billionaire. His vision is 1,000 years further down the track. He wanted to preserve this piece of the planet for the future. The area around the hotel is a sanctuary and there is a heliport that brings people from Kathmandu Airport directly to the hotel wearing oxygen masks to stay one night and then fly back to Japan or wherever. It is an extraordinary vision but the most important part about it is it is far longer than his lifespan. Can you imagine doing something today that would extend past the time that you have in this body on this planet? Proportion is such an incredibly important aspect of life and mental harmony. When we think small we think short. When we think short we think instantaneous gratification. When we think long we think vision, inspiration and purpose. Long thinking put context to everything. Long thinking means that what happens this month is just a blip on the horizon of the trajectory of our life. There are many people who have suicidal ideation because they can't think longer than the next 10 minutes. There are people who scream and shout about life because there is a short-term pain with a perceived no long-term gain. Proportion is another name for context. If something happens and you put it in context the size of that something is very often minuscule. The secret of creating proportion context in your mind and therefore having a sense of harmony and beauty about life is the ability not to take things personally. We'll become attached to things and therefore take them very personally. As an example, prior to COVID we were working at around about 30 hours of functional productivity per week. They were those putting in 50 hours a week but they were still only functioning at around 30. During the period of COVID this functional hours of working went down to around about 15 hours a week even though some people were working extremely long hours, the functional output was around 15 hours. During that time the expectation of output remained fairly constant except for the COVID period where companies lowered their expectation in order to accept the fact that people were working from home and having a tolerance for the hardship. But post-COVID, things have changed radically. There are a lot of people trying to get back to that original 30 hours of functional working delivering the same volume and output as they were pre COVID. But things have changed in the market and now we have a functional output of 20 hours of work a week, but an expectation in the market of double if not triple the output. In other words, the new normal is to get twice as much done in half the time. Those who resist this in a lot of pain due to COVID and now working some part from home their output has not increased and the number of functional hours they are working is between 15 and 20, and so the pressure comes from above. If we don't take this personally and recognize that it is a complete global shift in workplace management then we will be using the concepts of creativity to re-engineer and redesign the way we do things rather than to try to do things the old way faster. Proportion is part of personal harmony, and if we lose proportion, lose context we take everything personally and that harmony becomes more like a punk rock concert in the head. Order. The secret to life is the ability to let go. Things are always changing and adapting to those changes. Evolving, means letting go and adapting to the new. If we don't let go we don't adapt and we become disorientated because the order we are experiencing becomes chaos. If you wake up thinking about yesterday it becomes a really complex world. If you wake up regretting yesterday it becomes even more complex because you can't change it. If you wake up and try to act like you acted yesterday you are not going to be functional in the world. And so letting go becomes a key aspect of mental harmony. Order is only created if we are functioning in today or tomorrow's world. Reality is quite often confronting for people. How we deal with reality is even more confronting. A child grows up dependent on the parents. As the child moves into early teens they begin to require separation from the parent. If the parents don't have a life, and don't want to be married to each other, The loss of the children as the children separate confronts the parent and they start raising their expectation of the child in order to create order in both the child and their own life. During all separation there is anxiety. The anxiety of letting go and the anxiety of being self-sufficient. If this process is not managed well then the child quite often, in the early teens, seeks a relationship with somebody their own age or older, to allow this anxiety to reduce. This is called transference. The bridge that is most common and healthy is some sort of awareness greater than our own emotional dependencies. Whereas once this was religion this has become questionable these days, New Age self-help tried to take its place with yogurt and Eastern philosophy, but that is also questionable as to its reliability and sustainability. Entitlement and narcissism doesn't work although many people try it. And now you will see there is a global push toward realizing that nature is the missing link in dealing with separation anxiety separation anxiety that is accentuated by a parent raising their expectation and demanding the child live according to their own values, at a time when the parent needs to be backing off and giving the child freedom, goes to the very core of the home. Once they may have been a statue of Jesus hanging in the hallway and this would, if it was a voluntary thing, be the bridge for separation. But as we've said that's gone a little bit for most people. Nature on the other hand is the same everywhere. There are laws of nature and so we understand nature can be everywhere even in an office, and it's something that all people can trust. If there is one thing that the western world is now suffering from it is the disconnection from our aboriginal ancestors whom used nature and the human spirit as a mechanism of communication and therefore we are not obsessed with dictating their own values on another person or projecting their expectation but rather educating and embracing the concept of the intangible nature of the human connection as being something that enabled separation and adapt and adaptation to change. Feeling connected, through the forest or simply the garden, or the beach, two parents and friends is the perfect solution for separation anxiety and the process of filling order. There is order, order is beauty, the order that cannot be explained in any other book except nature's Bible. Conclusion Are you making yourself sick? Simply by understanding the context of symmetry proportion and order in the mind, and the essential ingredient for good health being harmony in the mind then you can ask yourself do you have symmetry, do you have proportion, and do you feel order in connection? If the answer to any of these three is no then yes, you are making yourself sick. With spirit. Chris